Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And uh, we talk about pop culture period pieces. Um, so every week we talk about a different one that we've picked depending on a theme. And we will probably not give the plot. So spoilers, please watch the movie before we talk or don't and just listen to us talk. So, um, but before we get into the movie, Julie, what are some recommendations that you have? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. It's like I know the format, and then you ask me this, and I'm like, uh, what do I do with my What's life? Happening? What's happening? Yeah. Um, this is a, a very sort of time stamped recommendation, but yeah. I just watched Come From Away last uh-huh. night. They yeah. um they recorded a staging of it, and it was also like the first Broadway show and like the first staging back on Broadway uh, mm. since the pandemic. So like it, this is already an incredibly beautiful, meaningful show, but then to have it be like the first thing that's been recorded, mm. you're just like, Oh, but in general, more, more accessibility to Broadway shows because they've come so far from when they used to just like record the proscenium view of the mm. theater show. Yes, yeah. I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm excited, but I want to be in the um, right mental space because it is just, you know, a heavy, beautiful show. Um, it, it, it's interesting. I was sort of like in the same mindset, like last night when we started watching, I was like, am I am I in the place where I am ready to experience this? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that we all remember and we all mourn differently. And, and a lot of people in their experience, their way of sort of coping with the events of 9-11 is to share like their personal experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I go very internal and just like read a lot of things and and watch a lot of things. Um, And so I I wasn't sure I was ready, but it was like a horrible, horrible event in our nation's history. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not taking away from that, but the, the hope that comes out of come from away is the most important takeaway and experience in that show for me the one thing that i didn't know about 9 11 that i found out via postings this year was you know because i was i was a wee one when it happened um not a wee one i was in high school but still um that it was the first time that Queen Elizabeth II ordered the U.S. national anthem to be played. Oh wow! Yeah, and I didn't know that. I was like, oh, yeah, interesting. Um, I would recommend. Um, this is this is philosophical. This is not actually something, but I, I just I just want to recommend it. <laughs> that <laughs> we all get some sleep. Here's why. I feel like if our listeners are anything like us the world was closed for a year and a half and now the world has opened up rapidly but yet the pandemic is still happening but half here half not depending on like who you're talking to and it's very weird and it's emotionally confusing but like all the gigs are back and we were so starved for gigs that like I took everything and um that I felt safe taking and I also like do all the social events that I feel safe going to and I'm tired. <laughs> so I feel like 
I just, that's my recommendation is that if anyone is like me and just started going, yes, 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 um, you get some sleep. Um, that, and I want to recommend the movie that we're about to talk about because I watched the first one and I was like, oh, I need to watch the second one. So. <laughs> yes. There, there is an irony here um, uh-huh. in that you love horror films. Yes, I do. I do not like being scared. Um, I'm not good at it. I, I hurt myself. Um, I curse a lot. Like I sound like a sailor. Um, and you go, argue yeah. me, matey. <laughs> but I, like yeah. truly, like scary books was probably. I mean, like, that's probably why, spoilers, we are talking about <gasps> R.L. Stein's Fear Street 1994, Woo-woo! part um, one of the trilogy. Yeah, our, our theme for October, 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 see sleep, October is um, spooky, spooky uh, pop culture period pieces. So yeah, so we're going to talk about Fear Street. I want you to know next week when we talk about the one that I really was like, okay, what ones can Julie handle? So <laughs> I really thought about it. <laughs> I promise. Um, <laughs> yeah. So do you want to start talking about it? Because you were super excited. I said spooky and you're like Fear Street. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, what I was starting to say is that I loved, like, I loved the Fear Street books. Like, uh-huh. I I read them so much. I read Sarah Stories to Tell in the Dark. They all scared me immensely, but I think because it was like an individual experience for me, oh, like yeah. other people weren't witnessing me experience it. Um, like it was just, it was easier for me. And I just really uh, got excited when they were making a Fear Street movie. Um, it is also going into it there's a lot of possibility for this to be horrendous. Yes. Uh, I'll say it's not. I love it. I could spend this entire episode just talking about like the opening sequence and like all just like the perfect like visuals, um, costume um, set choices and music choices that immediately take you to 1994. I... I am the exact opposite. I do not read horror books because I don't like to experience horror like alone. <laughs> I like <laughs> the the group dynamic of like going to a drive-in and going to horror films or going to, so that's weird. Um, <laughs> you and I are so opposite. No, let's talk about that opening sequence because I, um, yeah, like it starts in Dalton books which is, I'm going to guess is a Walden. B. Dalton? Yeah. No, no, B. Dalton was a book. Uh, um, it was like a Walden and B. Dalton were both like mall bookstores. Oh, okay. So it's, it's probably like a regional, like where you, ex- like where you experienced your bookstore thing. Okay. I, so here's what I'm, is interesting. And we'll go back to the opening sequence that I didn't realize. So I had a friend come up from Florida and he was enamored by the housing structure of the Northeast. Like our houses are just different here. Correct. And, and I realized that in all of these like classic horror films, it is a very like California culture 
but all of the houses are northeast like houses and this seems like it's supposed to be a playoff of salem but it's a very california culture and that seems to be pretty like if i think back to like scream it is a california school or like you know like it has that like vibe but all of the houses like all of the be like establishing shots are definitely victorian northeast houses and that's interesting to me um yeah california made me think of this do you think that um sunnydale is like uh, an intentional reference to like sunny vale like like sunnydale from buffy yes is is like an homage or a reference because like shady side and Sunnyvale is like um, a reoccurring sort of like reference in all the Fear Street books. Yeah. Um, I don't know because Sunnyvale's the the nice place, and Sunnydale is not. You know, like that's on top of the Hellmouth. Like I feel like they are close to each other. What's the one in Scream? I need to look that up. Every horror fan is yelling at me because I should know it right away. <laughs> um sorry um <laughs> no i think i think what like they have to be references to each other or it just is that general like what <laughs> what is a the name of a cul-de-sac town that doesn't have any actual history in it besides the fact that people just started building houses there like those are the names of that like those mm -hmm. complexes like we have one here that's called like sunset hills and you know like very yeah. yeah just generic it doesn't have any history to it um or if it does it's trying to like erase its history which it did well except for it was interesting that they their mascot was the witches and then i looked up salem high school's mascot is the witches and it's like, people died, Salem, Massachusetts. What are you doing? <laughs> they're very proud of their witch they're, history. They're reclaiming it. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the title sequence. Let's talk, okay. So she's in a B. Dalton. And it's 1994. Yes. So I, like, here's two very Julie, like, book nerd things. So any anytime there is a book in a movie, uh -huh. I'm like, what is what is the book? What are they reading? Yeah. Um, Sometimes I can tell by the spine. Yes. Um, sometimes I am like, mm, that book, that like particular cover of that book was not out yet. Like, that's how weird I get. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just acknowledging my weirdness and embracing it. But the, so she's put, like, she's putting up a book display of Jackie, Jackie Collins, Collins novels. Yeah. And it's like, it's so it's so perfect it's so perfect but the other cool thing is the book that the the lady's like holding at the beginning mm -hmm. did you happen to catch the author no the author is robert lawrence as in robert lawrence stein <gasps> so all the robert lawrence books are rl stein books that's fun. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And that like perfect lead in of nine inch nails. Mm. Ugh, <laughs> so good. 
I, there is nothing that hits harder in my feels than a mall food court. So your, <laughs> your book cover, knowing when it happened is my mall food court. Like I know what era it is by what the chairs look like. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. And what restaurants are in the mall food court, because, um, I, I, my friend Tina, our friend Tina, you know her too. She makes fun of the fact I love malls. I love walking around them and doing nothing. I was one of those kids. Um, I also love the like. So were they actually in a Spencer's or was it a Spencer's like nod? Um. Whenever she has the lava a, lamp. Right. I thought it was a Spencer's. Okay. Now I'm like, what year did Spencer's open? I think. I mean, it had to have at least been open in since like ninety five, ninety six. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was not allowed. I grew up in a very, I also wasn't allowed to read R.L. Stein fun fact as a kid. And I wasn't allowed to go in Spencer's or hot topic. And that's why I loved going to the mall by myself. Cause then I did. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's like, I love malls because it's like my act of rebellion. It's me going, you told me I couldn't go. And, I'm, I'm and here I am stepping foot in the Spencer's. I don't understand any of these jokes. Cause I grew up in an extremely Christian household, but I'm here. Um, my my mother the queen of who she is um she would be like oh you can yeah you can go to the mall oh but we're not driving you mm -hmm. so when you're in eighth grade and your friends want to plan time to the mall and you're like yeah i can go i just i can't be the driver ever i can't ever get us a ride you know what they do they don't invite you <gasps> Julie, Julie Pooley, I'm so sorry. Um, I was a public transit kid, <laughs> so we just got on the bus um, in eighth grade. Different times. Oh yeah, we didn't have that. We didn't have that option. We we didn't even have that option. Yeah, the public transit system in like the suburbs of Pittsburgh in the '90s and early 2000s was phenomenal. It's not so much now, but it was great. Um, so she's running, so she runs through the Spencer's, she runs through, um, the food court and then she gets stabby stab and then the <laughs> credits start. Uh, so I, this is my reaction. I feel like you'd appreciate this. So I didn't, I didn't obviously didn't read it as a kid and I didn't really know what was going in I was like okay this is going to be a slasher flick da, da, da. and then the credits start and it's like 1994 and there's a few slasher like news articles and then a witch article comes out and it's like da, and I was like oh fuck there's witches in this shit yeah oh yeah I uh, oh man this this really truly blows my mind because like this this trilogy just feels so perfectly you <laughs> I know it I Yes, I agree. Um, there were a few things where I was like, did I write this? Did I? <laughs> Is this what happens? Um, I kind of want to look into Arl Stein's past and be like, was he a repressed Christian child as well? Because I feel like it's just this natural, oh, I got to learn about all the spooky stuff um, thing. So then we're introduced to this cast of characters after the title sequence. Um, yeah. What else would you like to talk about since the title sequence? Do you want to go back to the title sequence? You were very excited. About well, I just, <laughs> I, I, like, first of all, they made you watch a whole title sequence. Like, yes. 
I love that. I don't know why. I don't know why this hits me, but like, I also loved the title sequence of the movie Speed. Mm-hmm. Like just scrolling down that elevator. Completely unrelated, obviously. Um, but I I love the title sequence because you can do without the title sequence. Like you don't need yeah. to watch the title sequence to be able to understand this movie or anything like that. However, however, the title <laughs> sequence is like sharing information, both that's going to inform this movie as well as like the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's just a collection of Easter eggs. Um, sort of a what to expect. Yeah. I also... Like when you when you read a book, it's like your own imagination. And so yeah. probably one of the reasons I was better at reading scary books is like I probably turned some pages when <laughs> things got a little too scary. Yeah. And I think like when I thought like, okay, well, I read Fear Street when I was like in eighth, ninth grade. So this is gonna be like eighth, ninth grade um level of gore. No. Mm-hmm. It the bread slicer like oh yes shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) i um i oh what was i gonna say what was i gonna say oh the the amount for how little this movie got kind of advertised on netflix because netflix like pushes stuff on you and my my cue my recommendations i feel like my algorithm just this should have shown up and it really didn't. And so whenever you suggested it in my head, I kind of thought because Netflix wasn't pushing it, like, oh, it must not be, they must not put that much money into it. They must not put that much detail into it. And so when it started, and then also when all of these like bloody violent things occurred, um, I realized that they put a lot of effort into it. And even just like the houses interiors, like there was the one scene where they were sitting on this like orange fabric couch with like a tweed fabric. And I remember sitting on that type of couch and what it felt like on the back of your arms or if you like were sweaty that day and you sat on that couch, cause that was a nineties couch. And they just really took a lot of good care of it. Oh my gosh, no, Julie, this is what I need to ask you. So right after the title sequence, AOL starts, AIM. Oh yeah. AOL Instrument Messenger my heart just was like <gasps> whenever I heard those noises what was your aim um username <laughs> this is really embarrassing I know um, it's embarrassing well for everyone. it's really <laughs> embarrassing because my aim my AOL instant messenger name is also my twitter handle um because when I made twitter I was like I'm never gonna use this I'll just use my aim name <gasps> So it was it was Serona 20. She was the Irish Gaelic goddess of astronomy. I I cannot say like in high school I was super into astronomy. Like I just looked it up. All of the Lord of the Rings elves were taken. Yeah. <laughs> and AON was also not available. So <laughs> you're like, this one worked. Why why the 20? Just because that was the next one available. Oh my God, we're just, we're digging deep into my history. 20 was, 20 (laughs) was the first audition number I got in high school that I got cast in a show. (laughs) It's your lucky number. 
you still have a do you still have a 20 after one of your instagram no you don't um i i might because you know like you try and get a name and they're like ah that's taken yeah wowza mine was i went i went to school for vocal performance so like this actually tracks um but mine was addicted the letter the number two opera oh my god you're welcome world (laughs) were you addicted to opera i was i still am i go to the opera a lot um and my first internship at the opera so like um you could i qualified for this internship at the pittsburgh opera where you could like take half days and spend half of your half of your day senior year at the pittsburgh opera but i lived like 30 minutes from it and my mother and my father worked so i took public transit so i like I left school, I walked to the bus stop, I took the bus in, spent the like early afternoon, evening at the opera, took the bus back. Um, and that was the most adult I've ever felt in my life ever. <laughs> I'm still trying to feel as adult as I felt. Um, but no, I love opera. I feel like it has some issues that it needs to be dealt with. I think it's a very classist um, art form and it does not need to be, but I do love it, so yeah. Um, my first, no, this is more embarrassing. My first um, Hotmail email address ever was uh, I am the letters Carson's girl. Like Carson first, Daly? No. Oh, that would be even more embarrassing. No, Carson was my first boyfriend in like seventh grade, but like boyfriend, we went to musical theater camp together and held hands. And that was it. <laughs> so, but that was that was a turning point for me. Wow. Yeah. That was yeah my first Hotmail account. It was a glorious time. But it was the early two thousands. So, um, and the R.L. Stein. Um, is it as is it as graphic in the book as it is in the movie? I know you skipped well, some not- pages, but. Well, yeah, that's why I was like, I, I mean, like, and I don't think this particular movie is based on a specific R.L. Stein book. Oh, okay. I thought it was like Fear Street this, Fear Street that. Okay. So like it was Fear just a Street, yeah. Fear Street was like the, like, like Goosebumps is the ones he did for like juvie fiction. Yeah. And then Fear Street was like the teen fiction, okay. um, which is now young adult fiction. Um, so I'm not. I don't like I will not like oh I know how this movie's gonna end because I read this particular R.L. Stein book I just have I like recall R.L. Stein like as a whole like Mm. reading the books um and I I read a really cool article about you're gonna have to cut this out because I have a really big yawn okay (laughs) did you hear my stomach growling like five times no I I did not good good it was was loud (laughs) Um, so I read an article about like, sort of like, this was originally pitched as like a Marvel universe for horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, I like, I, yeah. I can see that. Um, and I hope that that sort of like happens. American Horror Story is kind of that where it's uh... kind of, you know what I mean? Like it, it's it could easily become that very quickly because they're all, all the stories are interconnected to each other. Uh, who, who does American Horror Story? Ryan? Um, 
Murphy? Yes. Murphy, yes. I was like, I... Gosling, no, what? <laughs> My brain could not get past it. <laughs> um, I find American Horror Story to be very exhausting. Like, I just, I don't know that I like a whole lot of what Ryan Murphy does. And once again, I remind everyone that art is subjective and so is American Horror Story. Um, but I'm just like, oh, God, another Ryan Murphy tooting his own horn show. I really liked the first season. like, And that's most people's like least like season. Everyone loves Coven. And Coven is great. Coven season three. Um, but they love it because it's just a whole bunch of badass women in amazing clothes and stevie nicks like it's a good season um but after after cut after the first three seasons it does become very it's like the bridgerton books yes i'm going back to the bridgerton books that like (laughs) that there are only so many tropes you can do if you are the same writer like not necessarily some people are just phenomenally brilliant but there just becomes a point where you're like, oh, that character is doing this again and then they're going to learn it this way. Like you kind of write the same way. Um, yeah, so it just becomes exhausting. And, and I don't know why I feel this way. Like someone, there's going to be one person listening that's like, who, like, what What did Ryan Murphy do to hurt you, Julie? Um, but like, I just, I watched, I watch his stuff and mm-hmm. I just feel like he's just like, winging behind the camera to the audience the whole time like look how clever I am Mm. well like I so his career is interesting to me because he was like here's what I like about Ryan Murphy and I'm gonna have people yell at me in the comments um that don't like him but I do think it's really cool that he has these like spectrums of what he's interested in that it's okay to be interested in both because he started with like nip tuck which is this like gritty realistic like but also hyper sensualized show and then he went to glee and Mm -hmm. then he went to american horror story and and he kind of bound and then he did you know and then he's doing prom and now he's like and i may not like everything that he does but i do think there's something cool about someone so prominent that doesn't go like oh I got really like the M. Night Shyamalan effect where like oh I have to have a twist after everything because that's what I did and that's what I'm famous for you know like he could have stayed in either Glee or Nip Tuck world forever and he really does like go like no I'm interested in this now and I'm interested in this now so I do applaud that I also really loved Halston like really loved Halston um it's probably the last Ryan Murphy thing that like I truly enjoyed I think he was just a producer maybe, on it. I think. Yeah, maybe I just need to watch Ryan Murphy things, but not know that they're Ryan Murphy things. Yeah, I feel like some you'd be like, oh yeah, like Ratchet. Um, I think yeah, is like, I think Ryan Murphy to his a billionth degree, you know. And then mm-hmm. Holston is like, you can tell he produced it, but he probably wasn't in any of the rooms because it's not hyper. Um, stylized or anything like that so it's also Ewan McGregor so like anything with Ewan McGregor just has like an extra two points no matter what that is uh he's fantastic yeah. um so 
yeah, so I guess that's why I had such a, a bristly reaction to, like, American Horror Story being that. Yeah. Like, I I love, I think for me, like, the connection of Fear Street is not necessarily, um, you know, and, and you'll see in the tr- in the trilogy this round, for example, like, there there was, like, reoccurring, um, not reoccurring characters. Like, it was a reoccurring character, but not a reoccurring actor. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the connection to Sarah Fear and like uh-huh. the idea of like why it's called Fear Street, um, and like the location is like the thread that connects everything. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I liked I really liked the director's style. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd like to see more. I I really liked that it wasn't stylized a lot like it really was we're going to tell the story and let the the costuming and the sets tell you where we are and what it is and like the actors like the actual photography like there wasn't a lot of special effects there wasn't a lot of because they easily could have made it like the editing quirkier Mm-hmm. And it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. And I really liked that too, where it's like, no, we're just going to give you a good, scary story. We're not going to try to like, because a lot of horror films now are, are very um, like, ooh, and now we're going to go to black and white. And now we're going to shift to this. And now we're going to shift to that. And we're going to shift yeah. to the killer's perspective. And, and like, and it didn't do that. And I really liked that. Yeah. Uh, I, I love, I love this movie trilogy. I love yeah. it. Like I, I just think it's so good, and I hope, I want more people to watch it because I I guess maybe like now I want to know why Instagram tar not Instagram uh, Netflix targeted me because it yeah. like the day it premiered it was like in my queue of like you better watch this yeah that's so weird because I literally have all horror films on my and not all but I have a billion horror films that I watch and so I feel like the algorithm should have pushed it and it really did not at all so i wonder see now Mm -hmm. i want to know the science of their algorithm because i don't watch a lot of horror movies but i do watch like based on books never have i ever and to all the boys i love like i watch a lot of like teen teen fiction and like based on young adult books like um i watch a lot of that stuff so now i'm like oh is that why it pushed and if if that's the case i think they maybe missed the mark a little on how they were advertising it yeah which happens a lot too you know um well julie i i i want to watch the next one so you did a good job you did a good job hey i did it um yay cool so are we are we done talking about fear street you want to move into some what we're doing with our lives sure what am i doing with my life what are you doing with Um, your life (laughs) um i'm i'm trying to think of something to talk about i'm not doing anything um no that's not true um phenomenal this this is like big big deal news in my life right now and aldi opened like like a block away so it's like a three-minute car ride um, or I can ride my bike there. And and I'm just oh. like, I just feel like my world has opened up in regards to food planning. 
Well, and Uraldi sells wine too and beer. Uraldi's don't because uh, they're. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they have great wine, great beer. I know. I love. I love Aldi food. And like they're they're trying to have more sustainable practices. And they're trying to make it all organic by like 2022, I think. And like they're phenomenal. Yeah. So that's my that's my big uh, that's my big excitement. Like I'm an adult and I'm here for Aldi. Welcome to keeping your quarters. <laughs> <laughs> um. What am I doing with my life? Um, I am actually going to, uh, this is going to be a very dated response, but I'm going to um, the Pittsburgh Irish Heritage Festival today. And um, so I'm planning a trip to Ireland, Scotland, and England in April of 2022. So this will just be a fun time with friends going like, I'm going to go here next year. It's going to be great. So That's awesome. Yeah. I love it yeah that'll be fun well thank you for listening listeners (laughs) Um, if you want to send us um something to talk about a theme a movie we need to watch a mini series anything like that please go to our instagram pop culture period peace podcast longest hashtag ever um and until then we'll we'll talk to we'll see we'll see on the flip side i don't know we'll figure this out eventually um bye (laughs) listeners (laughs) bye The Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.